Hello and welcome to the Paddle School Podcast. Your host and paddle coach Sandy here. Each episode I will share with you my paddle coaching experience, bringing you top tips, latest news from around the world and interviewing some of the leaders in the industry and all to help you play your best paddle. So let's not waste any more time, get comfortable and enjoy the episode. So in this episode we are here with uh, Pep Stoner from Fem Open UK. Pep, thank you so much for coming on this episode. Uh, an absolute pleasure. Um, would you be able to just explain your kind of journey into Paddle and, and how you got involved with Fem and, and what Fem Open is uh, for, for the listeners? Yeah, thank you, Sandy. Thank you for having me. Well, my journey in Paddle really started on holiday in Portugal in uh, 2020. We went as a family for years for tennis holidays and there were a couple of Paddle courts which we tried. Uh, but then I then came back to my tennis club, Stoke Park, uh, in Buckinghamshire, which had a couple of paddle courts quite early days. And um, what happened through COVID was actually I started playing in their roll-ups when the tennis clubs opened. And it seemed to be really fun and easy to sign up to, uh, whereas sadly my tennis ball, I was having difficulty getting everybody together. A little bit of that has to do with COVID. but. Uh, I just started playing more and more and enjoying it, which was something that I, I just loved it. So I wanted to learn more and compete more and it just, the bug really started there. And it was at that time that I reconnected with an old work colleague, Johanna Limvin, who had started Fem Open in Sweden. Uh, they started with one tournament in 2018. So by the time I reconnected with her, 2020, she had already started that. And by 2022, they'd run 40 tournaments. So they were well on their way to establishing uh, themselves in Sweden. So I said, look, come on, Johanna, bring this to the UK. I was having trouble finding partners and competitions were cancelled. So I just thought it was a fun, fun idea. So we did that this time last year at the Hurlingham Club. Uh, and I must admit, we only thought we'd just do one for fun. Uh, mm. And it's sort of snowballed since there. So, yeah, it's brilliant. I, mean, yeah. I think we, we first met at the yeah. Hurlingham Club with yeah. a separate clinic, not, not then, but I remember you saying how much you're enjoying the, enjoying the sport and wanting to get more people involved, more ladies. Yeah. You were finding it difficult to find people. And obviously, Johanna, they've done you know, a fantastic thing over a number of years in Sweden, but um, how did you kind of get, it, get the ball rolling, as it were, in the UK? Well, I think I, I knew from a personal point of view that there was a massive gap in the market because I was loving playing paddle but there was something I, I couldn't get. I couldn't uh, get, um, you know, tournaments were cancelled and I, I just couldn't get that competitive element or more women to play with actually. It was a, a network thing as well. There were very few women playing so I knew that if I brought Femme it would be fun and I, the first one, just pulled together the network of women I knew and that was only 24. So. And we just had a really fun day and we all really enjoyed it. But there was obviously something there that uh, the other women also felt that there wasn't, weren't enough women playing or mm. competing. So when we first met, it was at Hurlingham. It was, I think, before you even thought about getting involved in FEM, but you were um, already really enjoying the sport, getting ladies involved or trying to get numbers or, or people to play with yourself, I think. So how did you get the ball rolling in the UK from that standing start? 
I think that I knew I was following Femme Open. I'd reconnected with Johanna. Uh, you know, they had quite an active Instagram by this point. I could see they were doing really fun tournaments where the women were competing, but also, you know, having a day to themselves, uh, networking and just having fun. So I kept sort of reaching out to Johanna to say, can we bring this to the UK? So it took us about 18 months of backward and forward sort of talking about mm. it. But I think it really... Um, got going uh, when I, uh, in 2022, really started realising there weren't enough competitions and and things were getting cancelled because there weren't enough women. So I really just did it for a personal reason mm. uh, to pull all my network together. And that was 24 women. They were from all over the UK and just say, would you like to come for a day at the Hurlingham and we will use this Femme Open format. The Swedish girls flew over for it. So it really was, the idea was just to have a lovely day. I didn't realise at that point it would become more, but there was obviously a need for it. So it was a great and fun day. Have you found them relatively easy to fill or have you, you felt like you've been kind of pushing and pushing to, to try and get numbers? How has that experience been? Well, that's a good question. We found very quickly after the Hurlingham that we were getting loads of messages. Well, you know, I want to come to something like that. So we very quickly put in a second date for a tournament at the National Tennis Centre, which was uh, mid-October. And then we literally, from there, had uh, a wait list. 36 women all wanted to come. They all came together uh, and played. We had three categories. A, where we had some uh, Team GB uh, seniors playing. B, more intermediate. And we had a new starter category that day, which was really fantastic. And it just snowballed from there. And then we did another one quite quickly at the uh, Chelsea Harbour Club, uh, 1st of December. And that was Tia Norton played, so that was really great. So we, the demand really led it. We didn't um, plan that necessarily. It happened because women were asking us to run it. So we didn't have trouble filling it, to answer your question. And that's often the best way, is that, yeah. you know, there, there was such a demand that you you were essentially fulfilling that, that demand. And, yeah. and you do a fantastic job on social media. I see yourself and, and Femme Open in, in Sweden, you know, very active on social media, always showing that the events, they look great. You know, you look like you're having fun. And I hope that you're finding that more and more ladies are entering these tournaments. Is that the case now? Do they, are they bringing friends? Are the numbers growing? Yes, so again, with social media, we didn't have social media to start with. It was only the second tournament that I decided to set it up. So that was sort of mid-October. Uh, primarily because I, I thought I maybe should keep my other one private, but I just thought we better start this. And it's just snowballed from there. And actually, we get quite a lot of requests through there. Uh, ladies will message us and direct message and say, how do I join this group? So actually, social media has been incredibly important to our growth. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm glad that you say that it looks like fun because we are having fun. And mm -hmm. I think that's important. Social media is not, not everything, but it does capture the fun. And it is bringing us ladies from other parts of the country that we wouldn't necessarily reach through normal uh, other traditional methods. So it's great. We've got a and, really and good database you, you, now. You're, you're a natural on social media. <laughs> Pat, sorry. Thank you, Sandy. <laughs> so the first Femme Open clinic that, that we did, I think it was the first actual lessons or clinic or teaching that, that you've done with the Femme Open. Up to that point, there'd been tournaments. We did ours earlier in the year in Bristol and it was fantastic. We had 32 ladies that came out and some of them were the, the first time on court or, or definitely a lot of the first time that they were going to then go and compete. Um, how did you find the um, kind of journey of educating themselves before a tournament, um, you know, did, did that lead to more ladies playing, more, more people picking up? 
after your training, yes. And that's, I think, the reason we thought a clinic would work really well, because that's the first time FemOpen have ever done that, was exactly that reason we found a lot of women were saying they didn't have the confidence to enter a tournament. Uh, so the, the clinic was fantastic for that. And the women all said how much that helped them gain confidence to be able to turn up to one of our events as well, you know, and also then not go on to compete. And a bit, there's a big difficulty we have in the UK at the moment, and we ju we just don't have a lot of coaches. We we have clubs springing up around the country, but it's it's those early introduction lessons that are so key. And we've just done some more clinics today, and I, I think in our first group of, of twelve ladies, that there were the majority, the first time even on a court. So it's fantastic, firstly, to get them so early in their journey. But I think it's a great way to build their confidence so that they can you know enjoy playing more and and i think that's something that we in the uk and and worldwide really need to work on is is introducing not just women but people to the game and giving them some good instruction to begin with to build that confidence otherwise you don't often think right well i'm going to bring three other complete beginners down to try a new sport you know no. it's, it's it's more difficult that way and i think that is true for women in all sports actually not just paddle where it takes quite a lot to get a, a woman engaged or re-engage a sport because so many women drop out of sport or haven't had sport altogether. The numbers are far worse than, than men, for example. So with paddle, we really think about it. You've got your women that are early adopters, the ones that already love a sport, so they're already playing tennis or squash. But then you've got two other types of women that you know maybe have either not played any sport at all or they've disengaged from it you know for whatever reason work or children or whatever so it's really important to think about that as clubs to engage women back in or trying to get them to start paddle yeah because i mean it, it, what is one of the great things about the sport is that it's easy to play easy to learn easy to get started but um, if you, like you say, have disengaged from sport, it, it, it still need, you still need that helping hand, really. And, and one of the best things about Paddle is the community. You have a fantastic ladies' community that is very welcoming, and, and all of the ladies are, you know, they really have a, a good time on court and off court. And so, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's great that you kind of almost have that supporting arms around them when, when they start. Um, how have you managed to to develop such a warm and welcoming community well first of all i think women it's safety in numbers right it's a bit like you're much more likely to go to the gym if you've committed the night before to a friend to say i'm going to come to the gym with you it's the same sort of thing you're much more likely if you're with a friendship group and i think the sense of belonging is very important with Femme Open. So people really feel part of a, a tribe or they feel part of a, a network that's not just about the paddle. And I often say that it's not just the competition. It's a whole network of women. So just today, you may not have noticed it, but it came off court after the session with you. And at least two or three of them were swapping numbers to be able to then go and have games and play. So it's also about the network that they're, they're part of. Mm. And they're much more likely to stay with paddle, especially mm. if they're new, if they feel they've got friends that they can play with. It's quite yeah. important to the game. And, and one of the things that I noticed about the growth in Sweden, so, you know, rewinding seven or eight years now, is the men took the game up really quickly. Um, and I remember those first couple of years, a bit like in the UK, a bit like in most countries, it ends up being about 90% male, 10% female that, that start. And they reached a point where 
suddenly the, the ladies in Sweden just took the game on and, and participation numbers just skyrocketed having more ladies in the game you know that's really when the juniors started mm. performing and and you know the, the, the just the sheer numbers um so my question is uh, why is it so important for a club and a community to encourage ladies to take up paddle or, or get involved in their club do you think well, I think any diversity is good anyway for any club or community or sport. But I think for paddle, uh, women women bring so much to a to a club and a community, and they're um, it's social, right? It's it's a great social sport. So of course we should have uh, diversity. But I think the women also give a lot back. They're quite they're great networkers. They're great community builders. I'm not saying men aren't, but women tend to be really good at um, being loyal as well. And they're probably much more likely to buy a range of um, outfits, merchandise. You know, men probably just buy one racket and stay with it. But women um, tend to probably hmm. buy several. Uh, they don't mind experimenting different brands. And, and I mean, it's good for the whole industry, really, to have women playing paddle. And like, like you said, it's, it's safety in numbers, but, but they come in numbers. You know, so when, yeah. you, when you start building your your female playing community within your club they they bring friends and friends of friends and and you, you know that that group grows very very quickly i think yeah no definitely the the sort of network of women and they i think once they get the bug of of and it is a sort of skill progression thing as well they they might feel a bit nervous to start with but once they realize that they are progressing especially that's why your clinics have been so important because they they are learning a new skill and that's 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 empowering right that's that's mm. wow i've been courageous i've got out there i've tried a new sport and i've learned more then it's sort of self-fulfilling because the better you get the better you feel and the more courage and more resilience you have which knocks onto other bits of your life as well so the women then uh, will tell their friends and like today you saw you know there was all of them wanted to come back they really found that quite empowering they loved it so mm. And you, you had a, a few of your, your friends on today that you've been persuading for a while to, to get on a, a paddle court. And so in this case, how would you encourage a friend to get on court and to, to get into a new sport like paddle? Mm, that's a good, that's a really good question. I think uh, for women, uh, it's not just a case of, okay, let's get some women into our club. It's a, all women are different, different life stages. You know, there might be all sorts of different things going going on. But to get a woman onto a court to start with, I think they have to feel uh, comfortable and safe in the club. So it's got to be a nice environment. And also that they feel uh, welcomed. I mean, it's just a really simple thing. So that a person in the club or community uh, needs to be someone they feel comfortable with seeing every day, like a champion of the women's game or of the community there regularly to say okay welcome come you know here's what bat you need here's what shoes you need just all the sort of barriers that women will put in place so some of those women today it took you know nearly a year to get some of them here um and there are all sorts of barriers so so i suppose the first thing is trying to get them in is it's actually quite difficult once they have a lesson i think that is really important too so learning the skills so not just getting on court and just playing because that won't improve their skills so it's also having some really good top quality coaching available mm. for beginners to intro them to paddle uh, so that they learn properly from the beginning i think it's quite key as well
Yeah, and I think that's where, when it comes to advice for clubs or communities, is almost having these introduction clinics that are, are confidence builders, mm. really. They, they're, they're setting the foundations for good paddle, but they're really confidence builders to encourage them to play a second time and then make sure they enjoy the second time they play a third. And, and you know, down the line, because it's unlikely that, that new ladies, and, and probably the same with most men, would enter a tournament on the first time they've played. So you will need that you kind of almost need that progression into the sport, I think, right? Yeah, totally. And I think all these paddle clubs as well, you know, it's really important to have a, for people to have a sense of belonging. You know, they feel like, okay, I'm part of this club. So even social mix-ins and just fun social events too. I mean, just anything mm. that gets everybody together. I'm quite a big fan of mixed tournaments are quite good fun as well. Mm. And just um, making sure that that, when that person eventually gets to the court, so they've overcome a lot of barriers to get there, that you then keep them on the court so they enjoy it. Enjoying it's really huge too. They've got to have fun. Yeah. And then they're much more likely to come back. Um, so, yeah, it's about, about uh, keeping them engaged. Definitely. And, and so what are, what are your plans if we look to the future of Fem Open UK? It's obviously, you know, snowballing at the moment with more and more events. What, what, are, your, what are your plans for the future or, or what, uh, what would you like to see happen? I think for 2024, we've targeted 10 big tournaments. But what I'd really like to do is do more of the training clinics, because I think that's where we can make the most difference and get the most new people engaged it's not just in paddle, but for me, it's about getting women starting sport or back to sport. I mean, I think people don't realize the numbers are quite horrific with women dropping out of sport and it starts at a very young age. And that's another mm. another podcast on sort of, you know, why do women not feel sporty or uh, competitive? Um, but for me, it's been so important for my own well-being, but I've seen so many women benefit from taking up paddle, you know, whether they didn't have any sport as a, a team sport as a, a junior or, or just disengaged from them because they didn't have a sport they could find the time to do. And paddle is brilliant for that. You know, it's really a great sport to take up. Mm. And I think it's like we, we've said it earlier in the podcast, it's, it's almost a a funnel really to to the events if you can if you can get those clinics if you get people involved get them going that those first few times then then your events will grow and you're going to need bigger and bigger facilities and and bigger you know more and more coaches and and i mean at the end of the day we're all looking for growing growing and, and developing the game yeah and i think it's really rewarding when we get a full c category so we have an A category that's quite established players, B intermediate, but we also have this C new category. So that's really a unique thing about Fem Open is it mm. is all levels. So you can you can aspire to the next level. You can watch good players at the same time. But also, I'd really like to keep trying to get as many new starters coming into the game and competing and knowing that they are completely capable of entering a competition. Mm. It's not, mm. not nothing to be scared of. Exactly. Exactly. And. Hopefully, we will continue to do more and more clinics with you, which which we enjoy from our side. It's always a, a fantastic group, and and we will be holding our, our first Fem Paddle School holiday, which I'm looking forward to in, in the middle of next year. I, I think it's nearly sold out already, Sandy. I don't <laughs> think you should advertise it. I've got got a list already. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I mean, I I really enjoy these events. I, I think what you're doing is fantastic, and and there are more and more ladies getting involved in the game and growing numbers of, of paddle. So I, I think, uh, yeah, congratulations to you on, on your year anniversary as well, your, your Fem Open UK year anniversary. And um, where would you like people to go 
if they're female players or they're, they've got female friends that might want to take the sport up, what's the best way to, to contact you or to contact Fem Open UK? Well, I think the best way is actually to message us through the Instagram, which is femopen underscore UK. The actual femopen paddle uh, original site, Sweden, is also there. But uh, if they message us through the UK, we can also connect them with our other players in their area as well. Um, we have a little femopen ambassador WhatsApp group. And so if somebody messages me and says, I want to get involved and I live in Birmingham, say, for example, I can connect them to that femopen person there um, that is welcoming, just somebody welcoming to say hello and this is our club and come and meet the other players. So we've, we've done that on quite a few occasions, um, you know, all over the country. So I think, you know, we've got, we've got lots of work to do, but it'd be really great to see the women more and more women take up paddle. Mm. And it's probably worth saying, I mean, not only do you have players all over the country but you also do events all over the country as well and so you know hopefully there'll be an event that they can join you know nearby and and therefore that's a you know another great reason or, or great way to get involved yes we're working on that we're working on trying to get some events uh, we've, we've done Harrogate Bristol um, and we'll do sort of other other locations as well next year to try and get everywhere but there's small team of us at the moment so we're, we're working <laughs> on it it starts small though. it starts small <laughs> and then it grows small. yeah thank you so much thank you very much Sandy for your time